This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. All right, welcome back. This is Mike Smith in for Simi today. Let's continue talking about that shocking photograph now flashing around the world today. It shows the lifeless body of a man from El Salvador and his 23-month-old daughter uh, dead on the banks of the Rio Grande in Mexico. The man's name is Oscar Alberto Martinez. His daughter's name is Valeria from El Salvador. Uh, Mexican newspapers reporting that they were trying to get into the United States seeking asylum there that they had tried to swim across the river and died and drowned in the river. This is a very disturbing, heartbreaking photograph. And as we talked about on our earlier segment, certainly brings back um, images and memories of three-year-old Alan Curdy uh, when he died. Uh, on a Turkish beach after fleeing Syria. And you heard the earlier interview we had with Tima Kurdi, his aunt, who is just heartbroken by this new photograph, which is uh, so uh, familiar for her. Today, the UN Refugee Agency is calling on all countries in the region to prevent something like this from happening again. They want better conditions for asylum seekers. To get more information now, let's check in with Chris Boyan. He is the Senior Communications Officer with the United Nations High Commission for Refugees. I'm very pleased you could come on. Hello, Chris. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for ha- for coming on. Um, I was following you on Twitter, and I see you, you, can see, you point out this absolutely heartbreaking photograph. What is the, uh, the UN Refugee Agency saying about this today? Well, what we're saying is that, uh, first of all, I, I know of no human being that has looked at or that could look at that photograph and not be, as you say, just heartbroken and distraught. It, it, it is impactful and powerful on so many levels to any person. I was talking to somebody earlier today describing how, you know, I, I'm a father. I had a daughter who was two. I know what it's like to have your two-year-old daughter's arm wrapped around your neck, whether she's afraid or in danger or or something more fun, hopefully. But you look at that picture, and I think a lot of people can see themselves in that picture and really yeah. see something very essential about the human condition there. So it's just tra—it's just tragic, really. Okay, it really it really represents the kind of the, the desperation that people feel when they're when they're trying to uh, cross across borders. Um, what does it say about the conditions, I guess, in the United States and I guess in Mexico too about uh, the conditions for people who are who are trying to cross borders. It says that the conditions are extremely difficult and getting harder right now. And this is something that our, our organization, UNHCR, is in contact now with pretty intensively with all of the governments of the region in the Americas, in Central America, Mexico, and and North America. And we are advocating really for all of the countries to get together and very quickly now and urgently start mapping out some real and effective operational responses to the situation that has been evolving 
for years, frankly. The photograph today, uh, uh, sad and tragic as that is, it also captures an aspect of a situation that has existed on the border between Mexico and the United States, frankly, for many years. And it it highlights the dangers that that people can face when they uh, are forced to make uh, cross borders in irregular ways, in, in ways that are disorderly and uncontrolled, and frankly, very dangerous. It leaves those people very vulnerable. But what it, what it highlights more than anything else is the failure of the countries of this region to really address seriously the root causes that are that are forcing people to leave Central America in the first place. Right, right. Speaking of Chris Boyan from the UN High Commission for Refugees, um, Chris, what uh, what recommendations are, are you guys calling on to improve conditions for people, strengthening the processing for asylum seekers that are that are seeking to enter the United States? What can be done to improve the situation? Really, it comes down to one word, and that is capacity. Um, we are calling on the countries of the region to really make a concerted effort now to, first of all, to boost capacity and asylum infrastructure. And what that means is making sure that there are the people and sufficient numbers of the people on borders to ensure that people in these situations have a chance to reach safe ground and have their stories heard. Now, there are, there are many people that are on the move in this part of the world for a wide variety of reasons, and not necessarily all of them are in need of international protection, as we call it, in need of, yeah. you know, of asylum and of reaching safe ground. But many, many of them now we know are, and so it's imperative that governments put in place the, the capacity, and that means not just numbers of people, but also uh, training, awareness, uh, that means uh, asylum screeners, that means judges, that means people who are well aware of country conditions that people are fleeing, so that that capacity is in place to ensure that any human being uh, on the move is able to access, first of all, a, a, a safe and humane reception, and then that quickly those kinds of determinations can be made about who is who, who is seeking asylum, who has bona fide protection needs here, who is on the move for other reasons, perhaps, and needs a different kind of solution. Um, but th- those decisions need to be made, and the only way that they can be made is if uh, the capacity is put in place on borders, and, and that has to be done at the regional level, all countries of the region working together to share the responsibility for this. That is what we have been calling for, and that's why we've called for an urgent meeting of countries of the region Right. Uh, and we're hoping that that's going to happen sooner rather than later to really map out uh, operational responses to this. How, how about the uh, the current conditions in El Salvador? We're, t- we're told that the man in the photograph and, and his daughter were from El Salvador. They had left there hoping to seek asylum in the United States. Uh, what about the conditions in El Salvador right now? Uh, are, there a, are there a lot of asylum seekers leaving El Salvador hoping to come into the United States right now? The conditions in Central America, not just El Salvador, but in several different countries in Central America and parts of those countries, are quite dangerous and in some areas growing worse. What I'm really talking about here is the presence and the effect of the transnational criminal gangs, essentially. These are these are well organized groups that control territory in some regions and that are exacting uh, violence on local populations that in various areas, uh, governments and law enforcement bodies 
are not able to provide the protection of civilian populations that is that is needed and that is that is one of the key drivers that is forcing people to flee the region it's not the only one by any means but it's something that's really at the center of the movement of people from there that really needs to be addressed full on chris thanks for taking the time today and coming on appreciate it thanks mike thank you that chris boyan senior communications officer he's with the united nations high commission for refugees uh, commenting on that heartbreaking photograph being flashed around the world today of that man and his daughter from El Salvador.